0: Good day, good people. My name is Brad King, and you are listening to the Downtown Writers Jam Video Podcast, which is part of the Solid Listed Podcast Network. Max the Dog and I are coming to you from deep inside the jam bunker. We are really excited for the show today. Joining us is Hannah Mary McKinnon. We had her on episode, I think, 66 way back in June of last year when she was promoting her absolutely brilliant book, Sister Dear. And in that time, she has another book that's out right now. Uh, you will remember me, which comes out this month. Now, Hannah is born in the UK, and grew up in Switzerland, and now lives up in Canada. After a successful career outside of writing, she quit the corporate world and began pursuing her career as an author. Uh, she, this is, I think she's on her sixth book. I think she's. I think we talked a little bit about that today. Um, and she also runs this amazing thing called First Chapter Fun which happens, I believe, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, where she and other authors will read the first chapters of books. And it started very much like anything else in the pandemic, trying to help out authors. And it has grown into this gigantic community. So we're going to talk about that. She's amazing, fantastic. Before we get to her, as you know, we have a little bit of business. The Jam Proper, our long-form podcast series, now comes out every Wednesday. You can do a couple things to help us out. You can tell your friends about the show and you can leave us a written review wherever you listen to podcasts or you can pop on over to our Facebook page and leave us a review there or head to the writersjam.com and leave us a testimonial through the contact page. While you're at the website, you can do a couple things. You can always check out this video podcast series. If you want to buy the books of anybody who's been on the show, click on that bookshop link. You can get book reviews we are reading all of the books of everybody who's been on the program and putting those up as quick as we can so if you're looking for a new book that's a good place to find it you can also sign up for our newsletter where those book recommendations will show up right in your email box you can get reviews podcast highlights and we talk about other things going on around the web last thing you can do is support the entire solid listen network click on that patreon button and when you do, for just a couple bucks a month, you get commercial-free episodes, special happy hours, and some bonus content. We're going to keep this one short today. Uh, Hannah's great. Her One, she's a brilliant writer. But two, one of the things that I really love about her is this first chapter fun thing that she started. And we laughed a little bit about it uh, after the show. Because she really started it. She was just trying to figure out how can you help promote people who have books coming out in the new in the pandemic? Like, what can you do about that? And most authors are not necessarily tech centric. Most of them are not business minded. They are writers. They've spent their time on their craft and that's what they do. So suddenly having every bookstore shut down, having books come out and thinking like, what do we do? If you've listened to the program at all, you've heard us have that conversation. Many, many times. And she was having this conversation with a friend and was like, hey, we should do this thing. And within like 12 hours, they had launched first chapter fun. And I don't want to ruin the joke, but. She and I have had a similar experience where you get an idea and you start running down the road before you think about what that idea means uh, and how much time that idea takes. So it has evolved over the last year, as the podcast here has as well. Um, but it's still going strong. And in fact, they are booked out through the end of December, which to me is just fantastic. Like what a, an amazing way to give back to the literary community. And that's really at the end of the day, what it's all about, right? Like we all like to make our art. We all like to do that kind of stuff. But I've told people a million times, like I love writing and editing. It is the essence of what I do, but there's nothing that I find more interesting than talking to other writers about their work. I can do that all day. I mean, I clearly do that as a side hustle for what I do. So seeing her do that, getting a chance to talk a little bit about first chapter fun was also super great for me. Uh, So I'm looking forward for you to to hear that conversation before we get to it. Thank you for stopping by the bunker to spend some time with us. Uh, Max and I really appreciate it. I hope that your day is going well. I hope that you're taking care of yourselves and each other. I hope you're getting that shot. Remember, Still wear your mask when you're outside, stay socially distant from people like we're almost there in this country. We just got a little more to do. So let's keep taking care of each other. Now, sit back and enjoy my conversation with Hannah. Yeah, uh, well, I'm glad to hear Sister Deer did well because I I mean, I think I don't know whether I was tweeting you while I was reading it, but it was it was fantastic. That book was fantastic. Thank you. Um, and like how it did how well did it do? Like, I mean, in terms of like what you expected from it? uh,
1: well, I was hoping I would make a bestseller list in Canada because the one before her secret son did, uh, and it was on the bestseller list for two weeks. and Sister dear was on the the list it made national bestseller for six weeks.
0: Wow. I think if I'm recalling, I think that we had our first interview, like the day that it hit the bestseller list. Oh, yes,
1: I think we probably did.
0: Yeah, because I think you were like, eh, yes. my kids didn't care. Yes. <laughs> You're like, yeah. yeah. And they went, eh, what's for yeah. lunch? What's for lunch, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I got to go somewhere. Like, yeah. hey, can you arrange this for me? Well, that's yeah. fantastic because that book was, um, I think yours and Samantha Bailey's were the two that, like, I don't typically read thriller books. Yeah. Um, or like psychological thriller stuff. Yeah um but those two were so just i mean they were fantastic they were good so Um, thank you and now you got the new one you will remember me which it feels like an ominous title
1: (laughs) well and the and the the cover yeah uh is somewhat ominous yeah Yeah. it
0: sounds like something that you say right before somebody you're about to be killed (laughs) (laughs) so i was like oh okay so the little light pandemic reading um so what so what's the premise what's the premise of this one
1: so you will remember it's a it's another psychological thriller (laughs) it's of course it's um an amnesia thriller actually yeah so it's the story of a man who wakes up on a beach doesn't know who he is or how he got there can't remember a thing Uh, The story of a a young woman called Lily, who's searching for her boyfriend who went missing. Uh, His name's Jack. He went missing after a a swim in the ocean. And we have Maya, who's also looking for someone. She's looking for her estranged stepbrother, Ash, who went missing. He just went missing. He just opt and left two years prior. And was never seen or heard from again but the question is is the man from the beach jack ash neither or both
0: interesting so this is like uh as you were telling me this liter- we were literally just talking about nikki smith right before we came on the program i don't know if you know her but like all in her head was that kind of book where it was like it, she had multiple timelines you were never quite sure like where you were like the whole book was about not being like as a reader you were never on footing you never were like I know wow. what's going on yes I feel like we're about to be in that same world
1: yeah a little bit I mean the the um it, it has a straight timeline has a linear timeline um but of course the the character with amnesia you, you you don't know much about him or or who he is or or what has happened and what happened in the past And as my books always are they're full of secrets and lies and deceit and betrayal
0: (laughs) and so how much fun is it to write that in the pandemic because part of the reason that um, I found reading thrillers and and anything that felt psychologically hard in the pandemic was there were times that I would just have to put some books away and I'm like I need a fun rom-com which is things I never read but suddenly I found myself like you know when I need a good like (laughs) fall in love book Um, how difficult is it to write that kind of stuff when you're in your house you can't leave you're just sort of cramped in a corner writing
1: well I handed in the first the first my editor's first draft not my first draft (laughs) you will remember me in January end of January so this was um, end of January last year oh so
0: it was done before
1: well The first draft the first was draft done one. before, yeah. um, but it needed a lot, a lot of edits in comparison to Sister Dear, which came out um, last year, which I handed in the year before, which was quite light on edits uh, and, and lulled me into the false sense of security that I thought I knew what I was doing. Yeah. And then I met You Will Remember Me and that one really kicked me in the teeth. It was yeah. a really tough book to write um, and it was tough to edit partially because of the pandemic, I guess, because there was just a lot of uncertainty at the beginning and we didn't know what was happening and what was going on. Um, but I don't think it was, it wasn't the material that was difficult. It was just the situation. It was just with with, with the coronavirus and everything going on. The edits were hard. Yeah. Um, but I wrote my sixth book, which will publish next year. I started that in August, I think, and finished it in January, and I had a week of edits. It was, it was very, very, very light on edits. And that one I think was very was easy to escape into. It's probably my darkest one, the one for next year. <laughs> but it's also the funniest, I think. Yeah. Because I, like you said, to your point, I needed, I, I didn't mind writing dark stuff, but the, the main character's very funny, I think, yeah. my sense of humor anyway. Sure. And I needed that because everything else was was really dark. Yeah, you know, everything going on in the world was so horrible. That book provided me an escape to to climb into where I where I was in control of what was going on.
0: Yeah. In a way that you're not. Yeah. With the world. It's funny. I, I've talked to, as you know, like I've talked to a, a ton of authors. And I think one of the most challenging things as a writer is and maybe I don't know if this is the same for you, but like so much of my inspiration comes from being in the world, seeing people like having questions arise that I'm interested in exploring, hearing bits of conversation that you're like, what could this be? And when that's gone and you're literally just sort of in your house and having to come up with stuff on your own and like figure out what that means, at least for me, that was really it's been difficult. So hearing you like oh, I did the first book, I wrote another book and I'm like, that's phenomenal. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King
1: of the Egg Cream.
0: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Uh, I think it was, I think the one for next year is an outlier. I do not expect any book writing experience to be that smooth. I kept waiting for the shoe to drop
0: and it didn't.
1: Uh, and then I thought maybe it will m- when my editor sees it and it still didn't. So I think I think that was an anomaly. I, I don't think that'll ever happen again.
0: Yeah. I also think that, um, you know, the sort of joke amongst writers is you never know how to write. You can't. Nobody can teach you how to write a novel until you write a novel. And then what you learn in that first novel does not help you with your second novel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that helps is knowing I've done this before. I hated the manuscript. I go always go through a love-hate relationship yeah. with my manuscript. Yeah. As I'm plotting it, I'm thinking, this is the best thing ever, it's gonna be the best book. <laughs> and then I write the first, my first rubbish draft and it's it's still okay, but it feels a bit clunky. Yeah. And then my first pass on edits, I just, I loathe the book. I detest the book, but of course we read the manuscript over and over and over again. And by the end of it, you're just sick of the characters, you know yeah. them inside out, you know, all the plot twists, you see yeah. everything coming. And you think it's just awful. And then yeah. thankfully we have early readers or editors who then <laughs> go, actually this isn't bad, which yeah. whew, is always always such a relief. But yeah, yeah th- that's the thing that keeps me going. It's knowing I've done this before. Yeah. Just push through it and keep going. You can do this. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And at <laughs> least you know you, you know sort of the way through like you said, you know the way through. Yeah. Um I, you know, I, anytime I talk to writers and ask like, Oh, what do you think of the book? And you know, we, I think we are naturally self-loathing about that stuff for exactly why you just said, after you read something a hundred times, the only thing you see is what's wrong with it. And like, why can't I fix that thing? And so any finished product you have all, at least again, for me, I'm always like, well, here's the 10 things I'd change and people (laughs) are like, this is great. And I'm like, you don't know anything.
1: You are Jon Snow. Yeah, you know know nothing. nothing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you can't read. I get it. Okay, fabulous. (laughs) So, in between all of like, in between the writing and the editing, you're still doing first chapter fun. Yeah, like that's that's like gotten out of control, big.
1: For anyone who who hasn't come across uh, first chapter fun, where have you been? First of all, no, because
0: yeah. you've been um, in the house looking at your computer, so you should be doing this.
1: <laughs> you should, if you like books, yeah. you should know about it. So, it was a project um, I started it on March sixteenth, twenty twenty? I was on a messenger um, chat with about there were about fourteen of us, I think thirteen or fourteen authors. And we were trying to figure out how we could help one another because the pandemic was, was here. It had arrived. We had books coming out and we were collectively having a freak out session about (laughs) how, how do we launch a book when, when we can't go anywhere, when we can't do anything. (laughs) And I'd flipped a couple of things online already. And I'd done a lot of online events um, or a reasonable amount of online events. So I felt comfortable with that. And it Quarter past seven, 7.15 on March 16th PM, <laughs> I wrote, what if I read the first chapter of your books online? Just on Instagram and Facebook, I'll figure it out. And immediately there were there was a huge response just in this small group, you know, yes, that would be great. And oh, with your accent and blah, blah, all that kind of fun stuff. And I started the very next day at 11.30 AM. And that was it. The first yeah. chapter one was launched. Um, and initially I was going to read until May the 8th because I had Sister Deer coming out and I needed to, to focus on that and, oh, you know, write another book (laughs) or edit. You will remember me, which I did at the same time, but finish editing that one and then plotting the one that I've just written for next year. And I couldn't foresee reading because i read every single day yeah. during a pandemic when i could have been sitting there in my pajamas and my hair in a scrunchie i decided to do hair and makeup every day what is wrong with me anyway oh so you began doing it every day yeah oh yeah Holy it was day. Shit.
0: oh yeah that's something you didn't think out at all
1: no no i didn't no not even slightly yeah. yeah i read 53 days in a row every oh, day at 11 30 a.m eastern um and after a couple of weeks and it was so much fun it was uh, if you, if you, if you watch the first episodes that I'm quite timid and I feel really awkward and, and now I've walked over ducks back, but within a couple of weeks, um, I was introduced to Hank Philippi Ryan and she said, I love this idea. I love what you're doing. Are you going to continue it? And I said, well, I can't my, my publishers expect me to write a book you know yeah like,
0: not just read other people's book i can't yeah. <laughs> this isn't reading rainbow i can't yeah
1: <laughs> i got other stuff to do and she suggested that we that we buddy up and we talked and we plotted and we planned and as of may 12th last year we started reading twice a week so it's every tuesday and every thursday at twelve thirty eastern and we have Uh, yesterday was episode 155 wow it's mad isn't it yeah and we have reads scheduled right up until the end of december they're already wow Mm and
0: it's you know it's just sort of like when i was doing this because i had sort of been doing it sporadically and decided well i'm gonna start doing it on a regular basis and the pandemic hit i literally put a call out and like within like three weeks i was doing two shows a week yes you know for nine months like i finally had to dial it back to one show a week and now i do these because it's a little easier to do the short form stuff but it was just like i mean like you experienced like people were like uh yes please yes let let me be involved in that and you were like well i thought there'd be 10 people
1: that's exactly i (laughs) thought maybe a dozen people would say yeah "Yeah, sure you can read my stuff online whatever um, but no, it's been, it's been phenomenal. So we have the, the Facebook group, first chapter fun. We have Instagram is first chapter fun. We have a website now first chapter. Oh, fun. do you really?
0: Yeah. First. Chapter I mean, because fun. I remember like when you started, it was like, well, you got to kind of get the Facebook and then all of yeah. a sudden you guys were doing it live and you, it was on Instagram and at the same time. So like,
1: yeah. So we're still a, doing that. Yeah. It's still, it's still, so you can still view on Facebook and Instagram. We ha- we do have a website that just shows where we are and where you can find us. And we even now have swag because wow. we had people ask us, do you, we need a t-shirt we need? Cause we have these, I started, I, not deliberately. There were a couple of times when I was reading, I would say, for example, um, Hank Phillippe Ryan's The Murder List, I'm reading from that one, blah, 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 and uh, it's available now. Well, not right now. Don't go right now. So I didn't realise I was saying not right now uh, almost every episode until people pointed it out, so it became a bit of a catchphrase. So now we have T-shirts that say we have First Chapter Fun with Hannah and Hank, a little logo, and then we have uh, shirts that say not right now and then the logo which is a book underneath and we even have pajamas that say not right now that is a, yeah <laughs> well that's
0: unfortunate but yeah like yeah. i feel like it's it's it is i think one of the most interesting parts about the pandemic as a you know i don't i do more editing now than i do writing but the pandemic has sucked it's awful it's terrible it's the destruction that it's laid out across this world is sort of unimaginable Mm -hmm. um and but one of the bright spots at least for me has been this digital community of writers from around the world who i've had a chance to meet um and i was on a show the other day and and the host asked me like, you know, what do you think is going to happen after? And I was like, look, I don't trust humans. Like everybody's like, we're going to make a better world. I'm like, I don't really know if we're going to do that. (laughs) But I think these little communities that we've formed that are now cross border and that like sort of bring people from all over the place, if there is a good that comes out of it, I think it's going to be that is that I think those communities are going to bind us together. And I sort of love the fact that it comes out of books and reading and a love of literature, which I think makes people more empathetic even if even if you're reading psychology like you don't have to read everything doesn't have to be you know great literature to make you empathetic for things right like sure. I think you explore worlds and you understand other people and and so I think what you guys are doing is is fantastic and oh, I
1: thank you I
0: can't believe you've done 150 whatever of them yeah, and booked yeah. out through December like yes. that's gonna be your career you might not be a writer in five years
1: Oh, well, I sure hope I still
0: will be. Well, I mean, this thing might get so big that you're then just, you're just running a reading thing. <laughs>
1: well, maybe, we'll see. But it, <laughs> it's, it keeps growing and we haven't, we've never advertised it or, or yeah. haven't I'm paid for advertising. We've just, just done, it's all been organic. And I, to your point, I think you're right. I think that I very, very much hope, or I certainly plan on continuing doing online stuff even once everything is back to normal. Yeah. Uh, One thing I realized during the pandemic is that um, online events, in-person events are fantastic and I love them. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing quite like having an an event in person where you get to see people, interact with them and meet readers. And that is truly wonderful. On the other hand, with online events, you have a massive reach. And there are lots of people who wouldn't be able to attend an in-person event because of, take your pick, money, uh, distance, uh, disability, whatever it may be. And the fact, I think that the world, in my opinion, the world shut down for so many of us. But I think there are a lot of people for whom it actually opened up by shutting down.
0: Yeah, no, that's, I I think, a beautiful way to put it. And You know i always feel like i have to couch like look this is an unimaginable horror that has been unleashed on the world so this is not one of those like well you know here's a bright spot in the thing but it has been illuminated and again i think i don't know just because i'm a writer like i i think about those things in terms of like what does this actually mean and like you said it's like we get myopic for what we think is normal and suddenly you're like oh my gosh so like all of these people who I'm now interacting with, who I literally would have never come into contact with. And you get to experience their joy and their, what, you know, their stories and stuff. And it's just like, oh yeah, this is, w- I'm sad it took us this to get there, but like right. what a gift for us to recognize that it is, that it, it's still a, you can connect with people and it's all based on things that we love, which are words yes. and stories.
1: Yes, exactly. You exactly. know,
0: like it's hard to have anything better than that. Yeah. Um, so you will remember me it's out in May right like it's coming out here soon
1: May 25th
0: so I ask this to everybody so um, we're sort of slowly coming out of lockdown Um, I'm assuming there'll be some things starting to open bookstores and things like that you got a party plan
1: no so Ontario went back into full lockdown a few weeks ago really yeah and we are supposed to it's supposed to last so it's a stay-at-home order which is supposed to last until May 20th so now I've got uh, all of my events for you will remember me are online because um in Ontario the way we're vaccinating people is you get your first one and then the delay until the second one is four months
0: oh so they want everybody to get can, the first shot yeah
1: yeah. yeah so it wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable um I wouldn't feel comfortable having people as an on at, at an in-person event if there's a chance of anyone coming yeah. down with coronavirus so unfortunately not but just means next year's party will be even bigger
0: yeah i mean i keep telling people like eh- If you don't get to do it now, like start the planning for when the lock, because everybody's going to want to get like new clothes. They're all going to want to come out. Like it's going to be like a year long New Year's Eve party.
1: Yes. It's going to be like the roaring 20s as long as they don't end the same way. I'm okay
0: with that. Well, one of my favorite meetings, that we'll get out of here was like, when I asked for the 20s to come back, I didn't mean the influenza and the depression.
1: (laughs) You know, like
0: we were not... We were not specific enough.
1: (laughs) Careful what you wish for. Yeah, like I
0: meant the jazz age, not (laughs) the Spanish influenza and Great Depression. Those We could have skipped that shit. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am really excited to read this new book because um, I I fell in love with your reading over the pandemic. And I'm just, I'm so excited to have you on again. And I think what you were doing is fantastic. And as someone who produces a lot of stuff, I know the work that it takes to do a thing like first chapter fun um, and to manage that between writing, rewriting, family pandemic um, is phenomenal. And I hope that oh, you, you like recognize that and like give yourself some credit sometime that like, this is a pretty good thing that we built.
1: Thank you, bro. That means a lot. Thank you very much.
0: Well, you guys stay safe. And uh, I look forward to us talking again soon. Like we do offline when there's nobody else around.
1: I can't wait. Thank you. <laughs> All right.
0: Have a great day. You too. Well, there you have it. That was Hannah Mary McKinnon, whose book, You'll Remember Me, comes out this month. Before we get out of here, two things that I ask you at the top of the show. First, if you like what you heard, tell your friends about us, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're at it, don't forget to check out all the other programs on the Solid Listen Podcast Network, including the flagship Mother Mad Sleep With podcast with host and our Solid Listen Podcast queen, Molly McLear. Don't forget, we have... Video podcasts coming out on the Solid Listen Network YouTube channel regularly over the next month. We're going to have them coming out on Mondays and Fridays. So make sure you subscribe over there, or you can catch the audio version right here on the podcast channel. And the jam is now out on Wednesdays. So get yourself subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, you can always catch us on Twitter and Instagram at the writer's jam. Until the next time, I will see you around the internet.
1: Hi, it's Jennifer, a founder of Go Kid Go and a mom to two kids. Join my family on the story train with Calm Conductor Birdie each night as we travel through the magic rainbow tunnel to everywhere and anywhere to find the best bedtime stories. Search for Story Train on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.